Good morning. Uh, welcome to reInvent. My name is Louis Wong. I'm a product manager at AWS. And uh, today I'm going to be talking to you about uh, Amazon QuickSight. So uh, my goal is to uh, get your week started by showing you some of the cool things that you can do with your data. And over the course of the week, through the various sessions, workshops, and announcements, you'll learn how to put all these things together to make, use, uh, make your data more useful. Um, uh, I'm also joined by Randy Carnival, who is um, a director at uh, uh, Transfix on data science. And he's going to be sharing with you, um, you know, their journey with QuickSight, as well as how they're using QuickSight to run their business today. So let's get started. Um, I'm sure you have heard of this many, many times. Data is generated everywhere. You have data coming from mobile devices, IoT devices, ads, marketing campaigns, website click streams, HR finance, and so on and so forth. Right? Um, we also see a lot of customers uh, moving data from on-premise onto AWS and also exporting their data from like, third-party um, applications onto the AWS platform. Now, um, you think about what you are doing today. Um, all of you probably have like, data on S3. You probably do like, ETL on the data, store it in, in some data warehouse, and then create awesome dashboards that you share with uh, your business stakeholders to, do, um, uh, to make faster business decisions out of data, right? Um, the truth is, though, that most of the data um, is unavailable for analysis. So most of the data is never looked at, which is pretty crazy because you guys are paying for to generate the data, to process the data, and then to store the data on AWS, right? Um, and you might be wondering, you know, why, why that is the case. Well, oh, I'm sorry. Um, a lot of time what we hear, uh, what I hear from customers are a couple of things, right? First of all, it is just really, really difficult and takes a lot of effort to make the data useful, you need to stand up a whole BI infrastructure, you need to process the data, uh, you need to scale right, your infrastructure as the data volume and your users grow. And the entire process to set this up can typically take weeks or even months right, just to even get started. And then, oh, and then what you need to do is you need to be able to easily connect to data. So you guys probably have a lot of data on S3, RDS, various engines of RDS, Redshift, right, and so on and so forth. And you probably also have uh, data that are like really, really secured in Amazon VPC, right, that does not have any public endpoints, right, and you need a solution to be able to connect to all of those things. And then thirdly, you need to be able to easily distribute that data and make that data accessible to all of, our, all of your users. Uh, you need to be able to integrate with um, your company's authentication mechanisms, right? You need to be able to scale and e make it easy for, your, for you to share dashboard with your users. And finally, um, it is really expensive today, right? Um, it is expensive in the sense that there's a lot of capable tools out there to make use of data, uh, but most of them, you know, cost in the north of thousands of dollars per user per year. And it is just not scalable and economical, whether you are a startup a small team, or even a large enterprise. So that's why we built QuickSight. QuickSight is a cloud-native BI solution built on AWS. Um, and the word like BI is typically very overloaded, right? Um, it can mean different things and different tools does different things. 
to sort of help you guys understand what QuickSight is and isn't, um, it is useful to sort of like take a step back and look at broader AWS data analytics services that AWS offers. So AWS provides you know, a very broad and deep portfolio of cloud services to help customers uh, store, process, and understand their data. Uh, we offer things like, for example, data migration service, Snowball, Snowmobile, Kinesis to move data from anywhere in the world into AWS. Uh, we have S3 Glacier Glue that makes it really, really easy, reliable, secure, and affordable to build your data lake on top of AWS. We have uh, various flavors of relational databases or non-relational beta databases uh, like Aurora, RDS, Dynamo, ElastiCache that can fulfill various different type of workload requirements. We have various analytics services like Redshift, EMR, Athena, to help you process and query your data. And the way I see it is QuickSight sort of is this uh, layer above all of those services that allows you to easily access the data on AWS to allow you to understand, build visualizations, dashboard, and then share it broadly. So our strategy uh, from the beginning has always been to uh, focus on our customers and work backwards. And QuickSight is still um, a very young product. And that strategy has part worked particularly well for us because most of our roadmap um, has been shaped by a customer that had been using QuickSight. For example, we hear that uh, customers want to be able to empower everyone in the organization uh, with analytics. They want to be able to easily connect to the data that they have. They want to be able to make timely data-driven decisions. They want to, be, most importantly, break free from maintaining you know, really, really costly infrastructure. So our uh, roadmap and strategy has then be focused on these four things. Making QuickSight really scalable, reliable, and secure, right? So that you can depend on QuickSight uh, for your data, and then really make it very easy uh, to be able to share and collaborate in that data. Um, another area of focus for us is making sure that QuickSight works really, really well uh, with uh, AWS and the various uh, data services that AWS offers. So QuickSight seamlessly integrates with various AWS solutions. We support Redshift. We support most flavors of RDS uh, relational uh, engines. Uh, you can use QuickSight to ingest data directly from S3. You can query it through Athena. Um, but that, uh, we don't just stop there, right? A lot of our customers also have data uh, on-premise. And it has been a challenge um, to you know, enable cloud-based uh, solutions to query data that sits on-premise because there are you know, firewalls, security rules, and so on and so forth. So uh, QuickSight, uh, with the announcement of private VPC access uh, last week, now enables customers to be able to easily connect to their uh, databases that sits within a VPC that's no public endpoint or connect to your on-premise data uh, without having a punching a hole in your firewall through Direct Connect. Um, and the third part is, uh, for QuickSight, you know, one of our most important goals is to make it really fast and interactive for customers to be able to visualize and analyze their data. So to do that, uh, we have uh, this engine that we've built for QuickSight called Spice, and I'm going to talk a little bit about that later on as well. Uh, to enable really uh, fast uh, interactive experiences. 
And finally, QuickSight is delivered you know, as a SaaS application. It's fully managed. There is no server uh, that you need to, or instances that you need to provision, no server software that you need to install, no client application that you need to deploy. Everything is handled by QuickSight. So in the last year since we've launched uh, general availability, we have been very, very, very focused on um, iterating quickly um, and meeting our customers' needs. So uh, today we have launched more than 40 features, and by the end of the year, I think we're going to have like 46 or so. Um, I want to talk uh, a little bit about a couple of them. So on the data connectivity side, for example, early on we started supporting uh, Amazon uh, Athena to make it easy for our customers to build an end-to-end -end, uh, analytic solutions on top of AWS that is completely serverless. And just a fun fact, Athena is actually QuickSight's uh, most popular data source today. Customers use it for all kinds of use cases from uh, querying you know, their data that sits in their S3 data lake. Uh, we added support for Redshift Spectrum, um, Aurora Postgre Compatibility Edition, and we also uh, launched support for various um, commercial-grade you know, data warehouses uh, externally as well, such as uh, Teradata, Snowflake. Um, one of our area of focus is making sure that QuickSight worked really well in the enterprise. Uh, and to begin there is making sure that QuickSight uh, supports the various authentication and user management uh, that is used in the enterprise. So uh, QuickSight launched uh, Active Directory support several months back. We added also federated single sign-on. So if you log into the AWS console, uh, via third-party IDP and federating to AWS console, then you'll feel right at home with this uh, authentication method as well. Um, uh, to meet the broader uh, enterprise use cases, we also launched things like, for example, role-level security, role-level security that allows uh, enterprises to be able to share data sets, but also allow users to only see the portion of the data in the data set that they have permissions to. Um, on the visualization and analytics side, we launched several new visualization types, such as KPI, CompuChart, most recently uh, geospatial visualization, tabular reports, and various analytical capabilities like aggregate calculations, uh, different filtering mechanisms to enable more sophisticated analytics. And in the last year, we have tens of thousands of customers using QuickSight today. Um, not a large number of those customers are using QuickSight to replace their one-off queries, to replace their static reports, their Excel spreadsheet-based reporting that they are using today. And it's not just external customers. This includes also various teams within Amazon and AWS uh, using QuickSight uh, to power their business. So um, before I go uh, more deeply into QuickSight, who in the audience have tried out QuickSight before? Raise your hand. Cool. All right, so um, I promise I'll not have a lot of slides uh, uh, for this, but I do want to sort of like uh, introduce some basic concepts for those who are not familiar. So uh, within QuickSight, there's like these four basic uh, uh, concept or entities that you need to be familiar with. One is data sources. So these are things that a QuickSight can connect to, right? You can connect to uh, RDS, you can connect to uh, Redshift, Athena, you can bring data directly into, uh, from S3 into QuickSight. Business users can upload CSV, Excel spreadsheets, you can connect to Salesforce, and so on. 
And once you connect QuickSight to a data source, what you can do is create what we call a data set. Now, data set can be either materialized or non-materialized. Um, if it is non-materialized, think of it like as a view, a projection of your data source. All the visualizations, analysis that you then do on QuickSight gets converted into a SQL statement that can issue to your source, right? Uh, but what you can also do, and is what we're seeing a lot of our customers do, is uh, create materialized uh, data sets within QuickSight uh, that is behind the scenes powered by spies. And effectively what that is, is we extract the data from your source, put it into our spies engine, and then you can set up like schedule refreshes to make sure that your data is always up to date. Um, and that really enables a you know, really fast and interactive um, dashboarding and ad hoc exploration experience. And what we allow you to do with Dataset is not just to create the, you know, the analysis and dashboard, but also being able to use QuickSight as a way to distribute the datasets to your end users so that you may not need to give direct access to your underlying data source to, uh, to your business users. And then once you create a data set, you can go on and create analysis. Analysis, think of it as ad hoc exploration of data. Um, you can create one or many visualizations. You can slice and dice, filters, drill down, do all sorts of things. And you can also build a dashboard layout that then, uh, when you're ready, you can share that with a broad set of users within your company. Um, I get asked a lot of times about you know, how, what are the different ways that QuickSight uh, can, can uh, support authentication and user management. So uh, if you're like a small startup or team, uh, the fastest and simplest way for you to get started is probably just to sign up with your AWS account. Um, you uh, just enter an email of people that you want to add to your QuickSight account, and then QuickSight will handle all the, uh, the user management aspect. So that is the local user definition. Uh, we support also federated access, like I said, so you can federate into QuickSight just like you do today, uh, federating into AWS console, which is one of the more popular ways that uh, customers access QuickSight. And then for large enterprises supporting Microsoft Active Directory, both that uh, hosted on AWS and also on-premise. Um, I want to spend some time on SPICE. Uh, so SPICE stands for a super fast parallel in-memory calculation engine. Um, it is an in-memory optimized engine that uh, we've built from scratch. And the motivation behind that is we saw that uh, a lot of the, the database and uh, data warehouse engines out there aren't really that optimized for really fast interactive visualization. So we decided to build something. Um, and SPICE is really one of the most important components uh, within QuickSight uh, to enable that um, awesome experience. Um, we strive for millisecond response time for most of the common BI queries. Uh, SPICE, uh, it is also important to know that it is a fully managed service. Uh, that runs behind the scene. Like for you guys, there is absolutely no infrastructure that you need to manage. Uh, we automatically replicate all the data that you guys put into SPICE across multiple availability zones uh, for reliability. Uh, we also back it up in S3 for 11.9 durability. Uh, and that really allows you to scale from whether you're just one user or where you, whether you are a thousand user. And if there's any failures behind the scenes, QuickSight automatically does instance failover with zero impact on your data. Um, and one of the mo most important things that we hear from customers running on AWS is that uh, they need the data really, really, really secured within AWS. A lot of customers 
um, have uh, an architecture that you see there where you have a VPC, you have a couple of different subnets, and then you have your databases and data warehouse sitting in, in one of the subnets that uh, has no public routing to the public internet, right? Um, and last week, we announced a, a public preview of private VPC access. And the way it works is uh, by creating an elastic network interface. Uh, think of it as a QuickSight endpoint within your VPC. QuickSight now can talk to your database that has no public IP addresses at all. So no traffic is flows through the public internet. And then more importantly, what that enables also is a lot of our customers have, still have a lot of data on-premise, right? Like migrating all the data from on-premise to a cloud takes a long time, but they want to be able to get started with QuickSight, start using it with their on-premise data. So uh, through, uh, through the same mechanism and then using Direct Connect, which is now available, I think, in like more than 40, uh, 60 different locations worldwide, you can actually connect QuickSight to your on-premise data uh, without punching a, fire, uh, a hole in your firewall, without deploying any type of agents, gateways. Effectively, what we're doing is creating a private link between QuickSight and your on-premise data. Um, so that is uh, the intro demo that I ha uh, introductory slides that I have. Now let's go into a demo. Um, as I was preparing for this, I was thinking of you know, what would be a, a, a really fun, cool demo that I can show you guys um, and also allow you guys then to you know, try it on yourself later on. So uh, what I did was build this social media dashboard. And what this dashboard does is it streams data from Kinesis. We apply some machine learning to it. Data is stored in S3. And then we uh, visualize and query that using QuickSight and Athena. This is what the, uh, the, the high-level architecture diagram looks like. And this perfectly illustrates the uh, sort of the broader AWS database analytics uh, portfolio that I just talked to you about, uh, which is microservices purposely built for builders, right? And what I really, really love about this is that there is not a single server provision throughout the process. End-to-end -end is completely serverless, uh, which I think is pretty cool. Uh, so on the far uh, left, uh, you see, so uh, data gets streamed from Twitter uh, through Kinesis Stream. We uh, use Kinesis Firehose to, to store and stream that data into uh, the raw data of all the tweets into S3. And we also uh, use Lambda to apply some transformation, filtering, natural language processing, machine learning. On top of that data, then gets stored in S3 as well. Um, Glue is used as the data catalog for that. So it automatically crawls the um, S3 data, creates a table, and then finally using QuickSight to, and Athena to query and visualize it. Now, because this is a QuickSight session, I don't have another extra hour to walk you through how to build everything there. Uh, but we do have several different sessions uh, throughout the week, uh, some today actually, 1 p.m., and then tomorrow, repeat, that shows you how to build that from scratch, and then also a chalk, dot, chalk talk on Friday as well, and this is done by one of our um, data analytics uh, solutions architect, Ben Snively. So if you find this dashboard useful, then you know, do attend one of these sessions and learn about how you can quickly build together a pretty cool and powerful social media dashboard. So with that, uh, let me just quickly now switch to 
my demo. There we go. Um, so for those of you who are not familiar, this is uh, the QuickSight interface. When you log in, you can access all of your analysis uh, from the home page. Each of these are thumbnails of what, what is included in the analysis. You can access all of your dashboards as well. Uh, so for this particular uh, demo, I'm going to create a new analysis from scratch. And then I'm going to create a new data set as well. So this page shows you all the data sources that QuickSight supports. So users can upload uh, a file, they can connect to Salesforce, ingest data from S3, query uh, S3 using Athena. We support RDS, Redshift, and various flavors of relational, relational database engines, whether it is sitting on uh, AWS on, or uh, on-premise. So uh, for this demo, I'm going to connect to Athena to query data uh, on, on S3. But before I do that, I just want to quickly switch to uh, the Athena console. So who, has, uh, who knows what Athena is, who has tried Athena before? Oh, not a lot of people. So if you're not familiar with Athena, I definitely suggest you to learn more about it. Like, it is a really, really cool way to sort of um, access your, your, your raw data that sits in S3, where it is your application logs, server logs, or even you know, log files that AWS generate. We have lots of customers using QuickSight, for example, uh, to, and Athena to query data. Um, for example, the cost and usage uh, reports that AWS generates and puts in your, to your S3 buckets, you can easily, with a few clicks, uh, set up a dashboard that visualizes your, your, your AWS spending or your ELB logs, or CloudFront logs, and so on and so forth. Um, so <clears throat> this is Athena console. And within the, this database, I have a couple different tables uh, here that I have uh, previously defined. So you see that there's a couple of uh, tables, tweets, entities, which is um, we did some entity extraction uh, on the tweets uh, to identify like, uh, things like companies, hot topics, phrases, and so on. Um, sentiment analysis, where something is positive, negative, mixed. And then this is, these are the raw tweets here. So, so just to give you a quick example, like you do a quick preview. Oops. Let me quickly refresh that. Ah. Give me just one minute. Uh, so you can, you know, do a quick run of a query uh, on your data on S3 now. Like, all data is not, like, extracted or exported anywhere. It just sits on S3. In this particular case, these tweets are stored as um, JSONs on S3. There are more optimized ways in which you can do this, for example, by using Parquet, uh, which is a columnar format, and then partition it so that whenever you do queries, it only scans the subset of the data for better performance. So if I click on Run, this this query will take a few seconds, and then it will give you a quick preview of uh, what's included um, in, this, in this table. So things like, for example, 
the actual tweet text, right? The tweet ID. Uh, you have some, you know, location data and so on. So, so now switching back to QuickSight, uh, I'm going to use uh, the Athena connector. And so one of the nice things about QuickSight is that if you have your data on AWS, it makes it really easy to, to, to access that data with QuickSight. Here I'm going to create a data source called uh, uh, Twitter social media demo. Just going to check that I'm able to connect to Athena and S3. Great. Now I'm going to create the data source. So now you can select your database, and I'm going to select the database where the tweet tables are in. So these are the tweet tables that I just showed you in the Athena table. Uh, I can select one of them. And then from there, I can either just go and directly visualize it, or I can do some data prep. So let's, let's try some data prep. I want to show you where some of the things that you can do within QuickSight today. So this is the data prep view. It allows you to do like uh, lightweight transformation, joining, uh, filters, calculated fields uh, on your data. It automatically generates a preview so you know what's in your table. Um, and from there on, I can do things like, for example, using the UI, just drag and drop to create a join. So in this case, what I want to do is just select entities. I'm going to define the join relationship here. to join by the Twitter ID, tweet ID. I can do like that. I can select another table, uh, this one. And I'll do the same. So now I have a joined uh, joined uh, view of my data. And again, these are essentially, like what's, what's behind the scene is like file, just stored in S3, right? And then within QuickSight and leveraging Athena, being able to create a joint view out of it. Um, you'll see here that uh, QuickSight allows you to do direct query or spice. If you choose spice, then we'll effectively extract all the data based on the, definition, the transformation definition that you defined here and then import it into QuickSight. Uh, spice for visualization. I can choose spice here. Also, I can also do a couple more things, for example, um, create a calculated field. In this particular case, notice that there is a column here that has like created at. It was identified as a string just pre because of the format, uh, the date format, but I can change that as well from string to uh, date. Oops. That's not good. Uh, let me try that again. So just to make the point, I'm not going to go through all the join UI again. OK, so I'm going to change this to a date. And QuickSight tells me that, hey, this is not a known date format, but what I can then do is just manually enter the format here so that QuickSight can properly recognize it as a date. So I can do things like, for example, if I remember that correctly. And then the time zone, and then the year. Click Validate. Boom, it now recognizes it as a valid date. 
update. And then now QuickSight is again generating a preview from Athena. I'm gonna choose to spice this and then save this data set. So let me just rename this as uh, and save. So once I save this, uh, behind the scenes, what QuickSight is gonna be doing is uh, querying the data on S3 and then extracting it and putting it into Spice. So you see that the data set is created out here as QuickSight demo. Um, I can click on that and uh, it'll see, you'll see that it is refreshing, importing the data. It may take roughly 10, 15 minutes for it to import. Uh, so we're not gonna wait that long. I'm just gonna close this. Uh, the other thing I wanna show you is um, Doing the same thing, but now uh, a lot of our customers uh, are very familiar with SQL. They like to use SQL uh, because it's really powerful and flexible. So within QuickSight, you can also um, use custom SQL uh, within the data prep view. So uh, here I have a, let me switch to a table view and then I can switch to a custom SQL tool. And then I can just copy and paste uh, a SQL statement there and then name this. This is basically very similar to what I just did uh, via the UI, joining across uh, multiple tables in Athena and Glue, uh, and also flattening out some, some fields uh, in the JSON, for example, like the geo coordinates. And then you can do, do finish. And then save this data set as well. So you see there's another one. So I'm just gonna take uh, one that I've already created here, uh, which is this one. So it was refreshed five minutes ago. And using this data set, let's create a new analysis. So this is the main UI of QuickSight. Uh, this is the canvas where the visualizations are created. Uh, on the left here, you have all the fields. Uh, that are available in the, the data set, the view that you've created, and on the bottom, the different type of uh, visualization types that we support. Um, so I'm gonna run through a couple different examples where you can do QuickSight really, uh, really quickly. So keep up with me here. Uh, first of all, let's create a map. Let's see where are all the tweets coming from. So you can click on the geospatial visualization here. Notice that I have the lat long uh, coordinates for each of the tweets. I can just drag onto the geospatial uh, data well. And then there you go. Now I have a visualization, a map of where those tweets are coming from. Uh, what I can also do is drag the ID here. I'm gonna switch that to count. Actually better count distinct uh, to look at you know, all the unique tweets. Right, that are uh, coming. And this particular Twitter stream, we filter it just for um, AWS-related topics, so it's not all the tweets that are going on right now. Um, you can add new visualizations as well, so I can add another visualization. And then for this one, let's look at you know, how, how many tweets about AWS are generated every hour. So I can choose the line chart, uh, plot the created date, So this is by default aggregated at the day granularity. I can change this from day to hour. And then similarly, let me use uh, count this thing here. 
So now you have a number of tweets happening every hour. I can expand this little thing on the bottom, and you can see all the, the tweets uh, going back uh, since November 10th. So wow, right? Like this are tweets happening just a few hours ago. So there's really a lot of uh, things going on in the Twitter sphere about AWS right now. And then uh, let's look at something more interesting. So what we did was we applied some uh, natural language processing uh, to the tweets as they were ingesting to QuickSight. So we did some sentiment analysis on it. And you can also visualize that. So from there, I can click on the time. Uh, let's see sentiment. Uh, my bad. Oh, no. Again, sentiment. And then the ID here, count distinct. So you see, so, quick, uh, so we're breaking it down by mix, negative, neutral, positive. Most tweets looks like it's uh, neutral, probably because there's a lot of like bots and retweets out there. So what you can do is uh, just filter it out. And what that does is create a filter that excludes neutral. Uh, so you'll see that you know, these are the sentiments. Again, let me change that from day to hour. And then you can like color this as well. Like for example, for positive, let's change that from orange to green. For the uh, negative, maybe red. And then for the, uh, let's see. For the mixed one, let's change that to orange. So there you have a, uh, a breakdown of the tweets based on whether it is positive, mixed, or negative. And then I can also do things like entity extraction. So at another visual, I can look at, uh, we did some natural language processing on it, and what it does is it extracts like known entities uh, within a tweet. So um, you can look at things like, for example, if I were to plot this like on a bar chart, and then I'm gonna choose entity. And then I'm gonna filter this down by, let's say, the last, um, last day. So I can change the filter type to relative dates, years, todays, and then maybe like the last two days or so. All right, obviously because this is a Twitter stream that is filtered down to AWS, AWS is gonna get recognized a lot, so like we can just exclude many of this. Uh, exclude, exclude. So you can see that, you know, AWS reInvent is a really hot topic with Amazon um, and uh, a couple of people, uh, Las Vegas, and so on. And then finally, we also released, uh, due to popular demand, this Tableau report. So QuickSight already has pivot tables that allows you to pivot it, uh, your data in different ways. But a lot of customers actually told us that they just want flat tables so that they can really look at their Tableau data. And that's what we announced as well last week. Uh, and flat tables are really good if you have you know, like text-heavy things that you want to present, like for example, Tableau report. 
Uh, so you can click on the table visualization. And then from there on, it's really easy. All you do is just click on the fields that you want, and then it will pop up on the table. So for example, I can do uh, the type of, tweet, uh, uh, of entity that we identified. Um, I can select the actual entity, the, uh, maybe the sentiment, or actually, let's look at the actual text. So here you'll see that, hey, it was identified as a commercial item, the entity was AWS, and then this was all the tweets uh, that we have captured. Uh, you can keep adding this. Uh, we support probably up to 25 columns, and we're gonna expand it to more as well. And this table is really, really performant. So uh, notice right now it's showing 500 rows. What you can do is you can expand that to even 10,000 and get your results uh, back really fast as well and then be able to scroll through them, being able to paginate them across different pages. Um, and then finally, once you have like, all of these visualizations that you created, you probably want to share this with uh, different people in your organization, right? So within QuickSight, what you can do is really easily build a dashboard layout. So you can do that by simply dragging the visualization uh, to resize it. So here I'm gonna resize this one to make it a little bit smaller. I'm gonna pan around here to focus on where the tweets are coming from. This one as well. And then drag them side by side. Let's make this smaller. And you can make your visualization actually really small. Finally, let me put this just beside the other ones. So now you have a dashboard of uh, what's going on on Twitter. This could be you know, your company's Twitter dashboard. You can then add, for example, a, uh, a title here. Let's call this AWS uh, Social Media Dashboard. And then you want to share this. And you can share this very easily by clicking on the share button on the top. Now there are two options here. You can share this as an analysis where um, when you share an, an analysis, uh, you actually can collaborate with other people and the people that you share with can edit this um, with, along with you. And then you can also share this as a dashboard. So let's create a dashboard here. Um, and dashboards um, are consumption only meaning that uh, people can still uh, interact with the dashboard, they can slice and dice, filter, but then they cannot change the overall shape of the dashboard that you have built. So let's name this AWS dashboard. I'm gonna create it. And then now I can uh, invite users to be able to access this just by typing their email. So I can type my own, I believe I have one account. And then you can add more people that you want to share it with as well. And then click share. So this is a dashboard view. It's basically a, a trimmed down version of analysis view that you saw, but all of these uh, visualizations are still interactive. You can hover over the different data points. Uh, you can do uh, access all the filters that were created. Uh, for example, this one, uh, let's see. 
This one, for example, has several filters that I've created before. You can access them, change them, slice and dice, and so on. So with QuickSight, uh, what I've just showed you is uh, using QuickSight uh, and leveraging Athena to query your data uh, that it's sitting on S3 and doing all of it end-to-end without provisioning any servers and in just a few minutes. Um, so now, uh, after the demo, I would like to introduce uh, Randy uh, to talk about uh, his experience with QuickSight and share what they have done using QuickSight. Excellent. Thanks, Louis. Um, I guess in the time that the presentation has been running, it's no longer morning, so good afternoon, everybody. I'm Randy Carnival. I'm the Director of Data Science at Transfix. Uh, for those of you who haven't heard of us, we are primarily in freight brokerage. Uh, it's something I knew nothing about until coming to Transfix, and I would imagine most of you probably don't know much about it, so I'll give you kind of a quick intro about what that is. Uh, we've all gotten pretty accustomed to having very comfortable experiences when you're shipping goods to your house. So if you're ordering a box of paper towels, you can see exactly where it is at any point. And if it's going to be late, you've got pretty proactive notification that your package is delayed. Oddly enough, when you're shipping 40,000 pounds of paper towels across the country, you don't have much of that at all. You basically set a time when you want it to be picked up. You set a time when, sorry. You set a time when you want it to be delivered, and hopefully it shows up, and if not, then you're making a whole bunch of phone calls to the broker or the truckers that you're actually working with to get these things moved across the country for you. All in all, though, it's a really interesting space. The industry is nearing $800 billion in revenue this year, and a lot of that just is coming from wasted miles being driven with empty trucks and just inefficiencies in the system, and Transfix is really aiming to try to cut down on that for everybody. Uh, so beyond the brokerage services, which I've already discussed at length here, we also have a couple of other offerings. So we have the visibility and exception management services, which we're basically trying to use to turn the full truckload experience into something that looks a lot more like the consumer experience. You've got proactive notification of where your goods are. You've got proactive notifications when something goes wrong. And you don't have to do the whole call up the broker who calls up the dispatcher who calls up the trucker and then back and forth over and over again whenever you need an update on where things are. Uh, we also, uh, and near and dear to my heart, offer a lot of data and analysis services. So since we work with a lot of big shipper uh, companies who are moving a lot of good across, goods across the country, we can see a lot of things that are uh, inefficient in one business's practices that might not be in another's, and we can provide targeted guidance for how they can improve their supply chain overall. All right, so before I kind of jump into how we're using QuickSight, I wanted to give a quick overview of who our users are. Uh, internally, we've got teams that are sort of focused on the entire process from finding the customers who are typically moving freight across the country to our account managers who are actually getting the loads that the, uh, our customers are actually wanting to move, our carrier managers who find the trucks. Uh, they mostly work with independent truckers across the country. Uh, our track and trace team who helps fill in the gaps when our automated processes for tracking break down, and then our engineering and product team who are kind of building all the tools that everybody is using for this process. Uh, externally, we work with big shippers across the country. It's a lot of things like uh, groceries and manufacturing and all kinds of different industries. 
And then our carrier base is what actually makes this possible. Like I mentioned, we work with a lot of independent truckers, and that can be owner-operators who are just a guy in his truck, or it can be small to medium, and even some large carriers who have a big fleet of trucks and dispatchers who are kind of managing where they go. Uh, for the purposes of QuickSight, I'm mostly going to focus on our internal users since we haven't really opened up uh, QuickSight to our external users yet, but there is definitely appetite to move in that direction at some point. So I won't belabor this one too much. I think we, uh, everybody's got a lot of tech and business analytics challenges that they're looking to solve. Uh, the nice thing for us is that QuickSight does kind of help us tackle pretty much all of these. We've got a lot of clean data available, and we've got a lot of demand within the company to make it available in a more processed information form, and QuickSight is definitely helping us do that. We've got a lot of different levels of technical knowledge and sophistication within our user base. And so we want something where we don't have to take our experienced users and force them into some point-and-click interface. And so the fact that we can give them the, the SQL interface that QuickSight offers is a nice, easy transition. But then that also provides a lot of easier ways for people to build things who haven't tried to build dashboards in the past. Uh, we've got a technical infrastructure that's been optimized for the production processes that we follow and security. So we've got a lot of things wrapped in VPCs and are very excited that we have the, uh, the new private VPC functionality available. We've got very rapidly changing operational practices and measures that we're interested in. We're a startup and so things are constantly changing. And so having something that kind of gives us a good foundation but that we can update from pretty easily is nice to have. And then last, everybody's got the data variety and volume problem at this point. So in terms of our overall tech arch architecture, um, we've got a lot of, everything that we do is based on AWS for the most part. We've got a lot of production systems that are feeding RDS databases. Uh, we've also got a bunch of data coming in through Kinesis streams that end up getting stored in S3. Uh, we've got a, a uh, Apache Airflow process that does ETL and loads everything into a Redshift warehouse on a bit of a delay. We also do have some things that are doing a little more incremental straight from S3, but by and large, it's a little bit of a delayed process. And the nice thing is that QuickSight really does kind of tie all these things together for us. We can use our more pre-processed information in Redshift when it's available, and when we need something that's a little bit more up-to-date, we've got the ability to connect directly to our S3 and RDS sources as well. Um, Again, the, the whole VPC issue is definitely a big one. I've left it out on this diagram since it's kind of a, a tangled web, but everything is kind of locked down to make sure that we're keeping everything safe and not having to punch holes into the firewalls makes everybody's lives a little bit happier and safer. So why Amazon QuickSight for us? I'll, I'll kind of run through this one pretty quickly. I think the first point that Lewis raised early on is that it's very easy to test out. It's nice to have a platform that's not demo-locked or that you have to stand up a bunch of specific hardware for. You can basically just try it out with one user and then scale up from there if you find that you like it. Uh, it's been very easy for us to onboard new data and new users. Basically just pointing uh, QuickSight at the data sources that we'd like to use is fairly simple. And again, as I mentioned, our users can jump in with whatever they're comfortable with and go from there. Uh, it's easy for us to refresh our data sources. Everything's kind of kept pretty live based on the way that uh, Amazon or QuickSight makes it uh, easy for us to keep things refreshed. Um, it's easy for us to get in front of our users. We've got one platform for everybody to go to for most of their BI and dashboarding needs. 
And then last, and something that I'll go through in uh, my demo in just a little bit, is that it's really easy to provide multiple levels of aggregation and filtering. Um, this ends up being really nice for us when we're looking at uh, data that typically has different uh, cadences that we're interested in. So like, for example, on the finance side, we can look at daily views of how money and freight is flowing into our system. But then at the end of the month, we've got the same exact analysis that we can just aggregate at the month level. And so with that, I'll actually jump into one of the dashboards that we're using. So I've actually cobbled together this one from a couple of different dashboards that we use uh, to, oops, where did that go? Oh, thank you. <laughs> so I've cobbled this one together from a couple of different, So this first one focuses on how information about the shipments that we're moving actually comes into our system. Uh, this light blue line is labeled as EDI. Uh, EDI is a, I think it's around a 40-year-old standard in the trucking and logistics space that basically helps keep systems in sync. It's really, really nice when it works because you basically update it once and it gets propagated everywhere else. But as a 40-year-old standard, it's pretty hard to actually implement and everybody's done it a little bit differently. And so as we onboard new customers that we're going to work with, if we start to get a lot of freight from them, we typically want to move in that direction, but that process takes time. And as you can see, we actually saw the uh, versus the manual process here, which is the orange bar, EDI started dropping, which meant that we had a lot of our internal users wasting a lot more of their time just doing manual data entry tasks. Um, it was sort of around this point that we had a couple of big customers ready to go that we could start implementing EDI with, but you know that sort of kicks off the month-long process of building it out. And so our new initiatives team started a project that they called Valkyrie that automated many parts of the process. It still had a couple of things where people would need to make sure the systems were kept up to date, but it took out a lot of the data entry pieces that were really burdensome. And so as you can see here, we had a pretty quick ramp up over the coming weeks where uh, Valkyrie was taking a bunch of work off of our account manager's plates. And then sort of mid-September, we went live with a couple of new EDI implementations. So the reason I really like this one is that this is one of those examples where the data that we're putting in front of people really helps drive the action. You know, from this, it's very obvious to see that our manual work is going up, and that really needs to drive the decision to invest more resources into implementing uh, a couple of new EDI setups. The other visualization that I wanted to show you guys is using the new mapping tool, which we're pretty excited about as a company that's dealing with a lot of location data. Uh, this is basically showing where our pickup pick locations were across the country with a couple of large dots at facilities that we've worked with pretty often. Um, it's pretty nice to see, and our work, even just with this, ends up being pretty useful so that we can kind of see where in the country our uh, efforts have been focused. But part of what we need to do as a company is actually develop carrier capacity in the areas where we've got a lot of freight. So there are load boards out there where you can kind of get a one-off uh, truck to move some goods for you, but it's not typically going to be the best, uh, most reliable experience. Plus, you, know, you won't necessarily be getting the best prices from somebody that doesn't really have an existing relationship with you. And so as we start to develop these areas where we're getting more of a geographic focus, we want to 
actually find carriers who are wanting to work with us consistently. And so we often have ended up looking at this sort of information, which is basically showing where the pickup region was on the left here and the delivery region on the right. Uh, the nice thing with QuickSight now is that we can actually do filters across both of these things. So for example, if we want to just look at deliveries that happen in the East Coast for us, here's the heat map of where the pickups actually occurred. And the mapping visual also has sort of shown us just the things with that delivery. Uh, so that we can start to focus on, okay, maybe we need to develop more capacity from some of these southeastern locations and maybe a little bit more in the northeast as well if we don't have good carrier coverage there. Right. So with that, I will turn it back over to Lewis. Thank you, Randy. So uh, <clears throat> we don't have a lot of time left, but I also don't have much life. So the final la last thing that I want to just talk about is pricing. Uh, so if you have an AWS account today, you can actually sign up for QuickSight and start using it for free. Our free tier, we offer one user, one gigabyte of slice capacity uh, to help you get started really easily. And we also offer a uh, two-month uh, free trial, so you can invite up to five users and sort of uh, try out QuickSight uh, as a group or as a team uh, for the first two months. And then QuickSight offers standard enterprise edition with the enterprise edition primarily offering additional things like, for example, AD connectivity, role-level security, audit logging, uh, uh, and a couple of other enterprise-specific functionalities. Um, so the whole QuickSight team here at reInvent uh, this week, tomorrow we have a session about deploying QuickSight broadly in an enterprise. So we're gonna be talking about a lot of the enterprise uh, deployment capabilities within QuickSight. And then we also have a uh, cocktail hour uh, at the WEN on Wednesday night. So if you want to meet the team or talk to other QuickSight customers and users about their experience, feel free to join us. Uh, it's at uh, La Cave, uh, Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. So with that, um, unfortunately, I didn't leave much time for Q&A, but I'll be around. Um, if you have any questions, just feel free to you know, walk up and happy to answer any questions. Thank you very much.